Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. (laughs) This tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Chris Carava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris Carava is. It's so good. That's great. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Punk Tree. This is Mike. I'm here with uh, the guys, Jesse and Aaron. What's up? Hey, thanks for checking this out. Yeah, way to interrupt each other. That was great. So, um, we have a super exciting uh, episode here. And I am still, like, I still can't believe, actually, that, like, how full circle this has all come. Because um, on the show... Uh, we have one of Jesse and I, like one of our favorite bands um, from when we were in high school and beyond. Um, and we're really excited about that. So we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but as, as every time when we, get to, uh, when we get together and we get to see each other, um, we like to catch up with just kind of what's going on and, and what music we've been listening to. Um, I don't know if somebody wants to jump in. Last time I, I think I volunteered myself to go first, but I, I will defer to one of you. This time I will volunteer to go first. Awesome, and man. like our listeners have come to expect, I have been listening to the Death by Stereo. You have? I don't want to disappoint you. I have. I absolutely have. Um, but I also have been getting deeper into rap or hip hop. I'm not sure. Um, Do you know the difference? Genre that, no, I, I still haven't learned that. Okay. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> Um, so does that mean does that mean like <laughs> don't spoil it because like you need to figure it out for yourself or just exactly. like don't spoil it because you don't want to okay. know? Okay, I, I need to figure it out for myself. Okay. So, anyways, I <laughs> what have, have you been uh, listening to though? Uh, Immortal Technique, uh, Brother Ali, which interestingly is a white albino Muslim, um, and he's very good. Um, and what was the other one I was listening to? Oh, Public Enemy still. Yeah. Are you digging deeper into some of that? Like, is that what's happening? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Like, uh, you know, I um, kind of stumbled upon Immortal Technique uh, because of listening to Public Enemy. Um, and anyways, yeah, that led to Brother Ali. I'm definitely going to get deeper. Yeah. Welcome to the United Snakes, land of the thief, home of the slave. Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and proud. Let's do the real, come on now. Smoke and mirrors, stripes and stars, stoning for the cross in the name of God. Bloodshed, genocide, rape and fraud, written to the pages of the law, good law. The cold continent latchkey child ran away one day and started acting foul. So Jesse, you're up. Um, well, a couple of things come to mind for what, what's been, what's been playing. And the first one is, um, just music that my daughter has been listening to. Uh, she, I I mentioned this gosh, months and months ago, but, um, she just sort of has her own little playlist on her phone that she'll connect to a Bluetooth speaker or she'll hook it up to the stereo in the living room. And so I end up listening to her playlist quite a bit. And a few things that stick out from that, that I end up hearing quite a bit are, um, the band Anne Berlin, 
who I definitely am a big fan of. They recently kind of stopped stopped making new music, but Anne Berlin uh, is one that comes to mind. And then also I just listening to like um, I haven't been like um, choosing music off my phone. Like when I'm just out driving, I'll I'll first of all, I will end up listening to um, Padres games like on the radio or like I'll be watching baseball. I've kind of been kind of baseball focused a little more than music because um, I'm a big Padres fan and we currently have the funnest, best team that we've had in decades. So we're actually so good. baseball. Yeah, we're actually good at it right now. Good. Baseball. And we normally are not. And, and even as a fan, I can just admit that. Like we normally are not good at winning the baseball games. We haven't games, won, I believe we haven't won a playoff series in 22 years. Is that I mean, all? It's that probably is, more. No, no, no. We went to the World Series in 1998. In 98? Yeah. Okay. Got swept by the Yankees, but Tony Gwynn right. hit a home run. Well, anyways, um, I've been um, just listening to a couple albums. I got like a six-disc changer in the car rather than playing music off the phone. And I think... Some of the stuff that's in there, there's August Burns Red, newest record, um, the 1975's newest record called Notes on a Conditional Gosh. Form, <laughs> a record by the band Loyals is definitely in there. I'm pretty sure that Palms by Thrice is in there. So those are just a few records that like I've been still hitting up just when I'm occasionally out on a drive. That's me. Awesome. How about you, Mike? Um, well, I, I'll, I'll use mine as a segue because I have really been listening to uh, a limited number of bands because I've been kind of doing some research for some upcoming episodes. So I've been listening to deep discography of a couple of uh, a couple of bands who are coming up. I don't know if I should tease who they are or not. I won't. I'll hold off. Um, but I've also um, uh, I, I wanted to make one quick note. Actually, is that uh, Brother Ali, who Aaron mentioned, I was like Brother Ali. Oh yeah, like. Uh, one of my friends, a couple of my friends have a, another podcast, which people should check out. We are teachers in the education world. Um, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I have some friends who have a podcast called the educated guests. Um, and I, they had me on and we got to talk about life and school and all kinds of stuff. Um, and the episode right before me was with brother Ali actually. And it's a great, great interview with them. And so check out that podcast again. Um, but music-wise, what I've been listening to the most, it's spinning around and around on my turntable in the living room, and it's one of the most beautiful vinyls I have ever bought, is Rotation and Frequency by <laughs> Slick Shoes. <laughs> Looking for shelter from the 
I got the propeller variant <laughs> when I bought it. I, got, I think I got one of the last ones, and it looks sick as it spins around, and it looks like propellers spinning on my turntable, and I have been cranking the crap out of that record, blasting it in my house. All right, well, that's sort of a dead giveaway that we, we are <laughs> recording this. Uh, we're recording this intro to... Uh, the the part where we have a guest on uh, and we are we're doing this after the fact that we talked to Slick Shoes because when we talked to them a few days ago it was a few days before the record came out but as Mike mentioned obviously his pre order arrived and he has been spinning it I got the pre order early yeah, so. I I got the pre order early I am currently right now wearing the shirt with the bundle um, the conversation that that we that you're gonna hear. Um, uh, with Joe and Jeremiah from Slick Shoes was super fun. Um, they're such great guys. It was really generous of them to give us a bunch of time. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, this is their first record in 17 years, which feels Ooh. crazy. Um, we got to see Jesse fanboy out a little bit. He was <laughs> he was nervous because uh, uh, for both of us, this is one of our favorite bands um, growing up, and so. Um, yeah. But we had a great talk. We talk about music. Uh, we talk about family and life. Um, and we think you're really going to enjoy it. Yeah, Joe and Jeremiah, uh, did, uh, they seemed really casual, whereas I really was just very much like, oh my gosh, I freaking love these guys since I was like 10 years old. I can't believe <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesse peed a little. <laughs> so... So if I sound composed at any point during our time talking to them, just know that I was acting. Yeah, That's that combined with the copious amount of Xanax that you take. No, anyways. But anyways, without further ado, we've got Joe, uh, drummer from Slick Shoes, as well as Jeremiah, the bass player. So uh, enjoy the conversation with them. Um, so check it out. Well, what's up, guys? Welcome. Um, we're really glad you guys uh, came in. Uh, my name is Jesse. I'm here with a couple other hosts of our podcast show. Um, we're called The Punk Tree. I've got Mike, and then Aaron's also here listening in. Um, and we're just really stoked you guys took the time to come uh, meet and just chat with us. We're pretty excited about um, the fact that you guys are making new music after you haven't released a studio album for 17 years. Um, I'm actually kind of I'm freaking out both uh, because of the new music uh, and plus, like, I've just been a fan since I was a wee, wee lad, and I just think it's kind of cool that uh, we get to talk to you guys, because I'm such a fan. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, man. Super stoked to be here. Also super stoked to be doing a new record after 17 years, to be honest. Yeah, I was wondering, I, like, I was going to save this question, because I just thought of it a little bit ago, but I'm just wondering... Jeremiah, how many times have you changed your bass strings since 2003? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm notorious. I'm notorious for changing my strings a lot. Oh, actually. good. I, um, I'll, I'll change them before practices, dude. Like, if, if they're not sounding good, like, I want to come in with the good tone, you know, and I want, uh, especially like even in the writing process, you know, I, I feel like um, good tone kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's motivating for me. Like, I, I really like, I just, I don't know if it doesn't have that, like if I'm not feeling it, then, you know, maybe, maybe what I'm playing isn't going to feel like that, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Bass so, players are kind of notorious. Yeah. I changed them. I, <laughs> for what? 
for for just not ever changing them compared to guitar players, but not necessarily because they the, that they don't care about the tone and stuff. It's just more like they're so much more expensive, so they just avoid it. Yeah, they give it they give it the good boil. They boil the string. Yeah, they do I've, what, I've they, do what they can. Yeah, Steve Irwin taught me that man. Um, this guy uh, that I used to that actually put a bass in my hand for the first time a million years ago. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, if you want your strings to sound alive, you just you just boil them for like five minutes and then really? you can put them on. But he didn't tell me the part where like they rust, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can you can get away with it once. You do, if you do it more than once, it's time to just buy another one. Can you um, like rub yeah. them down with three in one oil. I've never tried that. That's, uh, you know, I mean, maybe maybe give it another uh, another life. Yeah, that man, might dry be, it uh, out and then oil them up. Maybe you'll get two boils out of them. <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, but we fortunately we have a we have a string uh discount that we get through ernie ball they've been really good to us so strings aren't as expensive and now i have you know a decent job and all that stuff so <laughs> it's uh it's easier these days and when you say decent job you mean uh musician right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we've ever made money with music like it, it's always it's always cost us money to do this all right um, well well, I could tell you that I could tell you that I always was trying to give you guys as much money as I could coming out to every show, buying up every merch item. This pre-sale hit, bought all that stuff. So hopefully that Thank hopefully you, that hits you guys as much as possible. We appreciate that. Um, I mean, it definitely supports the effort. It, it proves to the label that, like you know, they're, at least they're going to make their money back. You know. Um, <laughs> Um, this, but uh, where, where, like, what shows were you guys going to? Like, where are you guys at? Oh, are we gonna go into show? Show? Uh, oh man, just, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm I'm from the Imperial Valley, and so uh, I'd come up to San Diego. Uh, we're we are all in San Diego right now. Mm -hmm. uh, oh nice, yeah. And so I'd I'd come see you guys up here at like uh, the old Soma or Epicenter. Um, uh, you came out to the Imperial Valley a couple times, uh, like I mean, like high school quads kind of style back in those days. Ooh, I remember that. <laughs> um, and also up in Orange County, uh, I think I saw you guys at like some chain reaction, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, chain reaction, maybe. Yeah. What was that place? We the chamber? Did you ever go to the chamber? I remember the chamber? I don't know that I ever. Huh. Maybe. Wasn't there a pizza place in the Imperial Valley that would host shows, Mike? Pizza place? Are they going to host in Fresno? Maybe. Pizza place I don't in know. Fresno. Yeah. Are you thinking of Jerry's Pizza in Bakersfield? Jerry's Pizza? That's what I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That place was red. Jerry's Pizza? Yeah, it was. Their little stage down oh, in the cellar. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Ridgecrest, and so, which I don't know if you're know where that is it's close to antelope valley yeah I but, live in uh, palmdale so yeah so you know growing up getting to shows was really hard so it was great to have like jerry's pizza right there which is like it's still an hour and a half drive but you know great bands would come through there like pretty regularly so we'd have a chance to see a lot of um a lot of good acts there i'm pretty sure i saw you guys there well, I'm thinking, let's see, uh, I, I know I saw you guys a handful of times a uh, long, long time ago. I definitely recall one time specifically seeing you in San Francisco when you were touring um, at uh, Slim's was a, a place I used to hit that you guys were at one time. 
specifically that show, Jeremiah invited me to come use his microphone on the stage, and he, uh, I was singing uh, "Angel" along with you guys. So that was a that was quite a treat. Nice. That's because I didn't want to sing. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we saw. I saw you in college too. I went to Point Loma Nazarene, and you guys came up there one time in the amphitheater. Yeah. Where's that at? Point Loma. Yeah, it's in San Diego, like the most beautiful campus you've ever seen, like on a cliff above the ocean. Um, and you guys played in like this big Greek amphitheater and it, it ended up becoming like a, a beautiful disaster, I would say, because like it, everybody <laughs> was just on stage with you and it became like a sing along. Uh, That's was, cool. You know, good time. Yeah. It was a good it's all time. about the vibe. So that, that Imperial beach, man, um, is, is that where you're from? Like the Imp- where Imperial beach where like, you can actually stand on the beach. You can see Mexico, right? Imperial beach. I'm from the Imperial Valley. It's like El Centro. I think I saw you guys in El Centro. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, so hot. Oh, super hot. Like, like, uh, yeah, I think it was, you even came through a couple times. Like, uh, like Youth for Christ would put on shows. Um, oh my God. With Dogwood. Uh, yeah. And some other bands. Yeah. Yeah. And then we knew Russell from Dogwood um, fairly well too. Uh, I love Russell. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I miss that guy. I think he's a firefighter or something now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw him um, with the. Uh, I saw him when Dog played a show with MXPX in Ventura. Like, I think it was t- January 2017, maybe. And he had this huge mustache, and I was just like, "Dude, something's up with that guy." <laughs> and it, it was he was a firefighter, and I was like, "Dude, that totally it just fits. It just fits that whole uh, that that whole brand, basically. It's so on brand." Yeah, he's a real man. Hundred <laughs> <A real> percent. <laughs> well one thing one thing we always wonder um and it's kind of how we kick off uh our our episodes and you guys have been mentioned a few times in the last couple of uh in the last couple of shows just because we've been really excited um and jesse has mentioned a couple of times that he has never been so anxious to s- s- give someone his money as he has been with this release and this pre-release um and I'd be wearing my my rotation frequency shirt if you know I'm gonna get it here in a few days, and I'm very excited that it's coming. Uh, but one thing we always talk about is just like what we are currently listening to, and it's really interesting sometimes. Um, just hearing like <laughs> what other bands are are currently taking in. Um, I know you guys are busy rehearsing and stuff. I'm hoping that means that when you're able to, you're gonna go on the road a little, hopefully. Well, um, well, you know, we're, we're, I don't think we're ever going to tour tour. Um, we'll probably, you know, we may do something like, um, we'll, we'll do weekends for sure. Like we've been doing, um, we haven't really talked about doing anything beyond that because everybody's so limited with vacation time and, you know, mm-hmm. with, with families, especially with little kids and stuff, like you're just not going to see us doing a two week West coast stint or something like that. Like maybe I could potentially see us maybe doing like a three day weekend or something, maybe like that, maybe run up the coast, run up to San Francisco, LA, maybe San Diego or something like that. But, um, I mean, that's, this, this is just a a hypothetical, like we haven't really discussed it. Um, but you know, I mean, and it, it all depends too, like as, as things come up and as, um, you know, uh, as far as like when we can figure out like what market would be good for us. So orange County has always been really good to us um you know in those spots like that we could headline otherwise like i don't know like it's kind of cool like when mxpx says hey you guys want to play the show you know and then it's yeah you know it makes it easy (laughs) yeah Um, i kind of like opening but yeah i think to be honest yeah we we like opening for bigger bands (laughs) 
That's great. Well, one of the things I was hoping to, I was wondering is just as you guys have been writing the album, maybe as you've been rehearsing and kind of getting to play more often together, I, it seems like maybe recent, I know you guys were rehearsing last week or you were supposed to, um, but then it was very punny. It was punny that Joe got sick. <laughs> I was sick. I didn't want to get anyone else sick. We should have yeah. wrote a song that day. Um, you no, should you already, wrote, yeah, part two. you already wrote that one too late. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's sick again. Joe's sicker. Ooh, Joe's sicker. <laughs> Joe's sicker. Joe's sicker. sicker. Yeah. I like sicker. <laughs> but what what have you guys been listening to lately? Uh, me personally, I've been really into Mute's record, The Raven. I don't. I've been listening to that nonstop. I know it's one of their older yes. ones, but like, I really like it. Um, Lag Wagon, of course. Um, and then explosions in the sky, kind of to to round it off a little bit there. That is round. <laughs> All right, so that's a that's a solid solid list of stuff. Is explosions in the sky sort of something that you might listen to while you're working or something, just sort of background music, or is that something that you can actually uh, focus on it as you're listening? Well, I definitely like listening to post rock stuff or or like Tycho or something like that that's instrumental while I work yeah. or while I'm trying to concentrate. But honestly, Explosions, even though I'm you know I love punk and everything like that, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, so I w- it was at the Greek like a couple of years ago, and, and I don't know, they blew me away. So after that, I just kind of got way more into their records. Yeah, the talent is wild. It's crazy. <laughs> and they got so many people it's doing crazy. different yeah. things, but it just sounds so perfect. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jeremiah? What have you been listening to? Oh man, my <laughs> if you check my Spotify search, I mean it's it's all I'm all over the map. I'm I mostly listen to like um those uh what are those kids' movies? The the, the descendants, one, two, and three. Like I, I mostly listen to like the descendant soundtracks and uh ah, cool. <laughs> it's it's not it's just because i happen to be in the car with kids a lot those have come uh, up on our podcast to... before moana soundtrack <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so, did you uh i actually you're welcome to a solid song I, I posted a a thing on my instagram stories today of a a punk version of the moana song um no one knows how far we'll go or whatever it is like uh whatever that song is Anyway, um, yeah, I love those movies. Uh, but as far as like uh, stuff, I've been listening to like Neck Deep and uh, Lagwagon, Propagandi, uh, Jason Lancaster yes. has a new song, um, some Mayday Parade type stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of all over the map. I listen That's to awesome. Our uh, our next interview is actually with Propagandi next Ooh, weekend. Shut up, man! Wow. Yeah, great. 
Yeah. So you guys are going to be like either, you know, it'll be you guys right in a row somewhere <laughs> in the episode list. <laughs> well, they're on a different level. So, uh, you know, no, wow. in my book, in my book, you're at the top, Jeremiah. <laughs> well, thanks, man. But uh, I beg the difference. <laughs> So Jeremiah, actually, I remember a show a while back, I mean, 20 years ago, when you were going to like, take a break, uh, just like work and stuff and family was starting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think like in, in lots of different ways, your your fans and, and your community of people, and I might call it a community more than like a fan base, um, but just the community of people that really connect with you all kind of have gone through all this, this is the same kind of thing. Uh, in the last, you know, we, like we grew up, <laughs> yes. we, we had families and, and maybe careers and things. And, uh, and I, I'm just wondering, you know, not, not really going all the way back to that moment, but in this, this space between records, um, a lot has happened to individuals and a lot has happened in the world. Um, and I think we see a glimpse for sure in the first few tracks that we've, you know, that have been released and we've been able to listen to. Um, there does seem to be like some little shifts, um, whether it's like thematic or, or otherwise. Um, so I'm just wondering from, from either of you really, like what, what are those changes that maybe we, we're going to hear or that we could, we can dig for, um, as we, as we take on the new record? Well, um, I think we touched on it when we talked about what we were listening to a little bit, like, um, you're probably going to hear a little more of our influences because, uh, like back in the day, all we did was write fast, 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 fast records, right? Mm-hmm. And um, nothing wrong with that. I'm totally into that, to be honest. But like now you'll see us trying to incorporate other things along with fast and uh, along, you know, with being fast, just like different tempo changes and different. Uh, I heard it called a little proggy, but, you know, I wouldn't get crazy saying that. But w- we just kind of pushed each other a lot. Um this time around in a good way, like just kind of encouraged each other to kind of play the best we could. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, uh, just to kind of, uh, jump on, uh, what Joe just said, basically, like it's, it's, I think it's a lot more dynamic than what we've um, done in the past. And I, I think, um, the recording process for us took a lot longer this time. It was more spread out. I mean, we, we probably spent the same amount of time in the studio or maybe even less. Um, but, uh, we had time between, okay, this week into the next. And so like, I might be in the studio listening to Jackson tracking guitars. Right. And then I'll, I'd be like, the bass needs to do something there. And so like, I would go home and like, it gave me time to kind of like really um, be very purposeful about my, my parts and what I'm writing and, and what I'm contributing. And so I think all of us like in our own right kind of did that and said, okay, this is good, but like, let's, let's, what, what can we do to make it even better? You know? And so, um, it was a unique experience, man. Cause we've, you know, we used to go in and, and we'd be in and out in three weeks, you know, and it would just be, you bang it out and you, you leave and then you kind of go like, Oh man, like I wish I would have maybe done this, but and it'd be something you would, you would add to the song and you play it on tour a different way, or you'd maybe add a fill somewhere that you didn't do it on the record because, you had a chance to like hear a little more complete, you know? 
So I don't know. I think it's more dynamic um, as far as lyrically and like what's gone on in our lives and stuff. I think you're going to hear some of that too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot definitely. of uh, love songs. I mean, I wish, I wish Ryan was here to, uh, to really tell you more about what the songs are about. Cause um, he did a bulk of the lyric writing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of, of uh, the songs. I, I, I love the messages. I think that they're, I think a lot of people are going to connect with it in a big way. Yeah, I think when we all got back together writing songs, we were all in such a great mood and so excited to do it that it just kind of, I think it comes across on this record too. Like we all just had such a great time, like, you know, just doing it again and being back in the studio and the whole process, right? So, I mean, I personally think it comes across like in the recordings and like, and hopefully you guys will too. So just continuing to talk about, about the new recording, the record is Rotation and Frequency out on September 25th. That's yes. it. Yeah. I mean, this oh, man. At, at the time we're recording this, that's just a few days from now. Hopefully we'll get this uh, uh, po- posted for everyone to hear as soon as possible. But um, uh, what is the personnel on this record? So, I mean, I, I have been pretty familiar with your lineup and lineup changes over the years. Who, who did end up getting together for this recording? Well, it's uh, it's it's Joe, I, Jackson, and Ryan. So, Joe obviously did the drums. Jackson did every guitar track on all the songs, and of course, I did bass on all the songs, and Ryan did all the, Ryan did all the vocals, backing vocals, and everything. Um, uh, when it came to writing, uh, Jonah did contribute. Uh, he wrote a song that we used uh, that's on this that's on this record, um, and that's that's nice. it really. I mean, we. Yeah, that is straight up us. the original lineup. And original if, I, lineup. if I'm being honest, that's that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. So cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, awesome. So what about uh, what about other other recording things like who else was involved with the process? Like where did you record who who produced this record? Well, we recorded at Hell's Half Acre um, with Steve Kravak. Uh, Steve did, uh, he produced the vocals on Rusty and mixed it and he did the, uh, burnout record and then, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> was it, yeah, was it did, would Jackson did. ever have it any other way? Honestly, with Steve Kravak. <laughs> Cause I mean, the guitars on burnout were like, like all of us were just like, what? When that came out, it did come up. Honestly, it did come up. We we had to sit around and and think about like who you know who who pushed us, who got those tones, and got us you know where we wanted to be on that record. And that was Steve. So we reached out, and he said yes. (laughs) And so that was a good thing. That's amazing. Yeah, we we ran into Steve a few times um, in the past few years because you know MXPX have have us out and play played the Observatory when they did Left Coast Live, and they they you know. And um, Steve showed up to some of those shows and, and he would bring it up. He'd be like, hey, guys, like, you know, if you guys ever want to record, you know, just, you know, I, I'd really love to do it. Like, you know, I'd love to be in the mix with this. And and uh, he kept, you know, he kept kind of coming at uh, us individually, you know, and 
um, you know, it was like, well, look, if, if you, we, if you're going to do this, like, this is what we want, you know? And, and he was like, totally, we can do that. And it was like, and we're not going to have a budget. And he's like, totally. Like, <laughs> and he was just, he was in it. He was in it. I think because just because, uh, you know, it, it's that chemistry, it's, it's the history. Um, and the fact that, um, we've already worked together in the past, you know? And so there's, there's kind of a, we, we understand what the expectation is and we know that he's a drill sergeant in the studio, you know, and he's gonna, he's gonna force you to get that best performance. And, um, you might not hear anything wrong with it, but he's going to go, yeah, no, there's, there's something, it's, it's not landing right or whatever, you Steve, know? And you're going to be like, he will frustrate yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve, but correct. You know, that take was super good but I think you should do it again. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Just do it a little yeah. better. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it was perfect. Exactly. Just, do it, just do it more perfect. Perfecter. We need more betterness. Well, how about the uh, how about the writing? Like, when when were you guys putting this together? Is this like w- was there songs that you guys kind of had in your back pocket over the last fifteen plus years since you've put out a studio album, or is this more like you got together and then started fresh? What was what was the writing like for this? Well, <laughs> you can go ahead and Joe. You can well. I think, and keep me honest here, Jeremiah, but I'm pretty sure we had uh, the song that Jonah um, wrote and then, uh, and one other, 2008. 2008. And and other than that, we started fresh. Wow. So, so 2008 was written in 2008 when we got together. We had a friend who, um, he was a friend of all of ours and he, uh, he worked at, or he owned his brother was part of the owner of this uh, music store up here that Jackson used to work at and he passed away. And, um, so we were playing a, a benefit basically to raise money for him. So we got together to practice for that. And Jackson's brother, Jordan was playing with us and we wrote 2008, um, kind of in that, in that time. And we just, we couldn't really keep it together. Like we, we all still had so much going on in our lives at the time that kind of like, we wrote a couple songs and then like that one just kind of stood out. And then like when we started playing live shows again, we started, um, we, we would play that song live. And then um, I think we attempted to record it like once and it didn't really work. It didn't really sound, it didn't come out the way we were like hoping. And uh, so we just kind of sat on it and uh, we actually completely rewrote that song in the studio. Um, uh, at least the arrangement and kind of how it went. I thought I knew just how 
Um, but yeah, everything else, everything else was new. We, when we, uh, talked to Tooth and Nail and we talked about doing like a record, like we were like, okay, uh, we, we actually had written some songs that didn't make the cut because they were written prior to that. And I think that, um, we knew that they weren't really up to par, like as far as like what Slick Shoes is and kind of like what our signature sound was or whatever. So, um, we actually canned some stuff that like, I thought was, they were good songs, but like, it just wasn't really us it wasn't it wasn't slick shoes brand yeah what was that what was that like reconnecting with with tooth and nail after all those years i know you guys switched to side one dummy for your last uh studio record but what was it like reconnecting with what did you connect straight with brandon or, or other other a and r guys over there what was that like i uh y'all let you take this one brown yeah yeah so um so you guys heard of unoriginal vinyl uh, Jason Hogmeade Zimet. So he's um, he 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 texts me a lot, and like we talk we talk from time to time, and he comes up with these kooky ideas. And when he redid the uh, he used him and a, and a couple other guys put together the the, the uh, covers for like Rusty Burnout and Wake Up Screaming for the vinyl presses. And uh, one day he just like came to me and he was like, "Hey man, um, you guys have this live record. Uh, do you know what you're doing with it yet?" And I said well, you know, we're, we've talked about a lot of things. Like we don't know if we're going to, we're going to, um, we probably can't self-fund it. We could crowdfund it, but like, what if we don't make the goal, you know, like, what are we going to do? And then we got to fulfill all those orders and all that stuff. So, um, I said, why, what's up? And he said, well, he goes, I'm friends with one of the ANRs over at Tooth and Nail. He's a big fan and he wants, he wants to release it on Tooth and Nail. And I was like, oh, okay. So like took it to the guys and I was like, what do you guys think of this? And and you know everybody was kind of like, "Cool, uh, what about what about recording a new album?" <laughs> you know, so like, if if they're willing to like pay for like to to actually put out a, a new studio record, then like let's yeah, like let's let's see if we can make that happen. And uh, so I called. We we ended up talking to Adam um, Scatula, and um, we all got on a conference call, just kind of like this. And we had all the questions and he had all the answers and we were like, you know, and they were, he was excited actually. He was like, yeah, if, if you guys want to do more studio album, let's, you know, let's, let's make that happen. So um, that's kind of how it, it happened. I mean, it, it's, it's a completely different staff than it was before. Like before our A&R was Bill Power and he's, he's long since moved on. I mean, that was, I don't know, over a decade ago, maybe two decades ago that he moved on. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like working with the same company, but it's kind of not, I mean, Brandon is there. Um, we haven't even, I'm, I haven't even spoken to him, you know, since, since we re-signed over a I year ago. I follow him on Twitter. So, yeah, I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, him and, him and Jim Worthen, um, Jim Worthen's still the guy that like signs the checks or whatever, but um, I haven't talked to him, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the same, but different, <laughs> I guess. So what, when you released Broadcasting Live, and specifically when Hold It Down came out, was was, was it a bit of a tease? It was like a half tease. Um, Joe, we felt <laughs> teased. Okay, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't really a tease. I think. Oh. I think um, when Hold It Down came out, it was. Uh, that was just us trying to. Um, I think we we're trying to figure out how to make uh, a recording happen because you know it was. It was kind of like. Um, we, you know, based on our, our ability to tour or our willingness, I guess, to, 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 to support like a, a record, like we never really considered the fact that like a label might be interested. Cause we were like, 
look, nobody's going to be interested. Um, our friend Andy Alonso, um, he does front of house for MXPX. He does front of house for us. He's done. He works for VER, which is like one of the biggest audio companies. And he he was like pushing us, like, hey man, like you guys need to you guys need to record. He's like, I've got all the gear. You know, if 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 I need to, I can I can get it from work. You know, whatever. And let's get you guys let's, let's, let's record some new music. You know, like and and so. Um, he he actually tracked hold it down and uh he actually was one of the guys pushing for broadcasting live too i mean he was he was like you guys need to do a live record he's like i'll he goes i recorded your last show like he does he would record shows and then like send like rough mixes of songs to us and stuff <laughs> like that just, just, nudge, just nudging you to release just nudging you come on guys over time yeah over time he was just like planting a seed watering it watering it watering <laughs> it and then here we are <laughs> When when broadcasting live came out, so I think I first saw, like it snuck up on me. To be honest, it kind of snuck up, and it was like, "What? This is what is they they turned this into a record? Okay, um, I want to buy this right now." But <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm part of the like I buy it on vinyl and take the disc the the download code right. I'm like, give me the bundle of a band like Slick Shoes. I'm going to buy it right now, um, and. I just I, I want I'd love the visceral reaction to this, but my kids danced around the living room for days spinning that record. <laughs> That's I love it. So it's like whatever that is worth. Like the kid, you know, the, the scrawny kid coming to your shows in the late '90s. You know, his kids are jumping around to your music now. Um, <laughs> I just think there's something like super beautiful about. I love it. it. That's great. Yeah. Um, and so my, I guess I have a question from that is just like, how, how are, how, how is the Slick Shoes community, like your world, your families, your some kids, for some of you, like how, what's the reaction to your music like from, from the grown up community of, of Slick Shoes? So when I, uh, when I started, all my kids were super, super young. So they didn't really know what was going on. They, you know, uh, maybe by the time they hit like eight or so, they knew that I was in a band, but they still didn't even really want to go to shows or anything. They didn't like, you know, it wasn't like a big deal. Uh, now, you know, fast forward to now, like they're totally, they totally appreciate it. And they are, they tell me whether the song sucks or not, or they tell me like what they think about it. And <laughs> what I love is like this record, they, each one of my kids has told me that this record is our best record. And that, uh, like, uh. listening to, you know, they've listened to me the longest, you know. They've heard these songs. They've heard our old songs. They've heard every song. And they've, they've said the same thing, that they think it's going to be, wow. you know, they think it's the best record. So, I don't know. My kids started out not knowing too much, but they've given me a lot of confidence in regard to this record. <laughs> so, you, so you said they were... They weren't as sure back then. How many kids do you have, Joe? And what are their ages now? 
So I have three kids, uh, ranging, they're all in their twenties from, uh, 20 to 25 uh, now, I think. Yeah. Gosh. So, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm old as hell. <laughs> so, so Joe, Jeremiah mentioned, uh, some, some, uh, Disney stuff earlier. Are, are your 20 year old kids, uh, into that still? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> A hundred percent. We still watch Moana. We still watch all those things. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nice. Any any of your kids have kids yet? No. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, man. Because no. that was going to be, I was going to go <laughs> right after Joe. <laughs> no. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> I still leave the bed. <laughs> I hope you get the reference. I do. That's, that's, uh, that's rolled dull. I get you. All right. <laughs> Nice. How about you? How about you? Jer- we're all we're all fathers ourselves as well. We've got a couple of kids. How about you, Jeremiah? You got you got obviously you've got kids, but what are their ages? I've got a, yeah, I've got four kids. I've got a, a 19 year old should be 20 in a couple months. I've got a, my son, 16. Uh, and then I got a, a three year old. I'm sorry, a four year old and a, and a will be seven in just a few days here wow. pretty soon. So four, seven, 16. What do they think 14. about about slick shoes and, and the new music? Uh, you know, the, the the younger kids, like the older kids are hard to gauge, man. They're in that too cool stage right now. So like, you know, they, they won't give me the satisfaction, but um, but the younger the younger girls, like anytime it's it's kind of funny that you ask, because like anytime like MXPX comes on, like we played with them so much, like when they see like the Pokenatcha Punk on something, they're like, Daddy's band, and I'm like, that better not be <laughs> <laughs> Mike Herrera owes me a check. <laughs> right? This is the child's sport, man. <laughs> no, they they uh, they like to dance around. Anytime I put on any records, but especially when we put if I if I ever put any of our stuff on, which is never, my wife's more likely to do that. Um, but they 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 love it. Like they dance around. What's this daddy song? You know, so it's awesome. Love having little girls. So our our show we we call it the punk tree because it's really about like in all honesty we just started talking and we started talking about how much we love music um, and a lot of a lot of what we care about kind of traces back to some kind of punk roots um, but it has grown into all kinds of appreciation for all kinds of bands um, across a lot of genres um, so that's one part of that the other part of it is like out of out of this background we had which i think when we were all teenagers it was it was that you know angst um needing to to jump around and yell or you know play your guitar in the garage poorly and loudly jackson Um, jackson jackson never played poorly but 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 from that yeah no jackson i think he was born yeah you know jackson was born like shred guitaring it's more me i'm talking about um but from that, like the birth of like, yeah, we started in this punk rock world and there was this angsty, whatever it is, um, has grown like an exploration of self, 
I think. And like, um, and now the music for so many bands and, and we're seeing kind of this resurgence and some of it has to do with like anniversaries and maybe now some of the fan base has some disposable income, you know, <laughs> and that, that kind of thing. Um, we do. I've, I've got 20 bucks for you guys all the time. <laughs> um, but, but, but we also have grown up and we, we, maybe we care about some different things. Uh, maybe that angst kind of grew into some strong convictions about some things. Um, and so I, I wonder, that's a kind of a two-part question, but just wonder about like for you guys, you know, kind of coming up in a scene and you came up in the tooth and nail scene, which was strong, um, was a very strong scene. Uh, you know, how have you seen the genre shift? Um, how have you seen, uh, maybe how have you seen a shift and, and where, where do you think this is headed? You know, like where, where's music going? Where do you hope it goes? Um, what's kind of interesting for you? Wow. <laughs> Whoa, man. That's a good question. So I think like personally what happened with me is like the tooth and nail, like that scene was strong and music was strong and that's all I was doing back then. Um, then after, I don't know, 2003 or so, I, I kind of just dropped off the face of the planet as far as like knowing what a scene was or knowing uh, what the scene was doing or, you know, what even the heck was the popular music for a while, you know, like I was just focused on my career and trying to get like on my feet, like doing something else. And, um, and but the thing I never lost and the thing to take away, I guess, would be is that like my connection to music was so emotional that like no matter if I was paying attention to like scenes or like whatever, like it was always ever present and it's still ever present. And like when I see uh, the scene now, like I see just like a resurgence of people who kind of like never want to give up on music. Like they're just like bands that they don't want to stop making records because, you know, let's just face it. Like it's, it's a big emotional payback from, you know, making music. At least I have a big emotional payback when I'm playing it and when I'm playing it for people and when I'm seeing people react to it. Right. And you can't, like personally, you know, you don't want to give that up, you know, but there's other things that may get in the way. Um, but what I'm seeing now is a lot of the older bands that are just like, you know, if we can do this in any kind of like way, we're going to do it, you know? And I think that's a good place for music. It's just like 2020 straight, you know, punched us all in the face. So I really don't know where it's going after that. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I guess for me, it's kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Like once I left, once I left Slick Shoes back in, you know, was it 2001 or two or whatever, whatever it was. Um, I, I kind of disappeared from the scene just because um, like I, I, I did what I knew was the right, I mean, it was, it was the right time for me to go, but at, at the same time, like I still definitely had feelings about um, missing the scene and kind of like, you know, my friends were still out doing things, you know, and, you know, and I'd still want to be part of that. Um, and uh, yeah, and like, I totally like there's bands that I completely missed out on for like all those years because I didn't, uh, cause I just didn't want to go near it. I didn't want to know what was going on. And, um, you know, it is, it, there is something to be said about, um, us coming back and, and just kind of doing things kind of on our terms because, you know, for the longest time we had, we had these young kids and, and our families and like things we had to like responsibilities, right. We had to take care of. 
And, you know, now that we have like the resources, like we, we've all got jobs that where we can like, okay, we can make the mortgage payment and do all this stuff. But then like on the weekends, like we still have the capability of going out and like doing what we love. And I think that like the record, if it is the best record that we've put out, it's, I think it comes across that way because it, this is us um, with um, the same desire to play music, but like without all of the stress over, overhanging us, you know, without, without the pressures of like, look, we, we can only do this if we can pay our bills, you know, and, and, um, and, and the fact that we had, we were able to spread out the recording. It wasn't like, okay, we got to compress ourselves and sleep in the same room for three weeks to get this done. Um, we, we got to go home and like, we got to like, it, 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 I think it comes through and it becomes, it became a great record because, um, of, of our ability to just kind of do it because we love it. And like, we don't have any expectation of making money. Like we've never made money doing it. And like, we don't expect we're going to. And as long as people want to listen, like we want to keep putting it out, you know, and we want to push ourselves just because it's enjoyable. Like, you know, and, and I think that um, as long as bands take that, take kind of take that approach of like, do it as long as you're enjoying it. I think that, um, music's just going to get better. And I think you're going to see, you know, it's going to grow. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. And, um, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't know. What do you I'm guys ready. think? Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. And, and there's something, I, I don't know. When, Whis- when I heard Whispers, when it first, like the day that you dropped it, and this was like texts were swirling, right? There's like, uh, part of its production, part of its maybe like, cohesion i don't know and, and i think part of it is just like it's different i'm going to summarize this this is an oversimplification but like it's really different to sing a love song and i'm again over generalizing maybe for the record but it's different to sing a love song about your wife as opposed to a high school girlfriend you know like there's a yeah. a depth and a realness to i'm telling a story about life here through music and i have a family and i've lived some life um, and and we just kind of feel that already in the first yeah. few songs. As I've grown older, That's interesting, man. That's an interesting take yeah, for, for sure. sure. Man, I love me some music. <laughs> I swear. I could talk about it forever. Yeah, and that's, you know, and it's. I think it's also interesting to hear you guys say it as a band that, like, a lot of people know about. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people know about it. Um, you know, there are, we're, we are all teachers. The three of us are, are teachers. And, that's oh, awesome. Cool. You know, there are, there are high school kids in my classroom for 16 years who have heard your songs come through as they're trying to work and i'm bothering them with my music um (laughs) you know like you've been around but 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 for those like for those people who like are literally and jesse and i I play music and like you know we're playing in the sticky floor little bars and stuff and yeah man i don't care if there's two people there 
I don't care. No, where uh, because I because I love this. Where I'm at now, honestly, it's like I'm just stoked that we get together once a week, just kind of like anybody else would, like for beer league hockey or poker night or something like that. Yet we just get to get together as the boys and play music. And uh, I don't think there's any better like uh, situation to be in when you're writing or something like that or just doing music. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Just, just to hang out, you know, hang out with your best friends and, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll somebody will bust out like a, a six pack, like, Oh, is that like, what's that taste like? You know, let me try, let me try that. Dude, hydrate. that you know, um, yeah, you gotta <laughs> hydrate. Hydration's number one, man. You gotta, you can't do anything if you don't hydrate. Well, so. we're San Diegans and we're, uh, we're we're one of the you know craft beer. I don't want to say meccas, but like you know we're we're a craft beer hub. Are you guys into yeah, California? Are you sort of into Stone? The- Ooh, I love Stone. Stone. Yeah, Ale Smith. Yeah. However, like I've actually been out to the AV and I've been to a couple of spots out there, like Transplants and Bravery. Are you guys into the craft beer scene out there? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Lucky Luke. Yep. Yep. I got some good <laughs> stuff. Uh, I've been the Bra- I haven't been to Transplants. It's funny. Transplants um, is good. Bravery. Yeah, I, I always hear good things. I just haven't been there. Awesome. Right. Well, we, we we're gonna have to send you guys. Um, we've got some some punk tree beer koozies. Oh, I'm in. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to send some out to you guys. We'll try and get your address and and send you guys a few. want to keep you guys too long but i I sort of am just uh, at least one one final question you've got for me i don't know if aaron or mike have anything else but um are you guys hoping or planning any sort of like release show for this week or this weekend because i know your your album's dropping in a couple of days here is is there any plans for a release show some bands are doing like live stream things are you guys doing that well uh it snuck up on us man um we uh we we uh started talking about this like three weeks ago and it was like it was, we started weird um we were listening to uh ben ben harper he was from yellow card and he he uh he was on a podcast and he was talking about how he's doing these like live stream stage things and um steven newfield from craig's brother was it was working with them on it and and so we were like oh yeah this would be cool if we get this lined up and we talked to andy about doing the sound and and then it just kind of like okay we have a practice and then like at that practice it was like what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to be able to do this? And this is like three weeks away, two weeks away, you know? So then it was like, then Joe got sick last week and it's like, well, you know, we're, we may do something after, like we're, we're still looking into it. We're kind of slacking. Um, and sorry, you know, like yeah. we just, this isn't what we do for a living. So we're not, we're not on top of like thinking about like, Oh yeah, the next marketing step would be this, you know, like we actually haven't even done a photo shoot or a video shoot yet for this record just because um it's been in the works and it's been it's just been a lot with covid it's been really hard to get into into the places we want we wanted to do like you know i don't want to ruin it but we we had like an idea of where we wanted to do it and 
So they would look into it and then like they'd come back and be like, either it's out of the budget or it's uh, or it's booked up or, hey, can you come on a Friday at five o'clock? And by the way, it's in Orange County and it's a three hour drive with no traffic. You know, it's like, no, we can't do that. You know, so. Um, can you make that after work? <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little disjointed right now. Um, we do plan to do something, um, but um, it may be a month and maybe it may be three, three months. I mean, it may not happen at all. Um, but we would like to, it's just, um, yeah, well, <laughs> it just kind of is what it is at this point. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're going to try to pull it together though. Awesome. Well, whatever it is, I guarantee, uh, we will be there. Great. Sweet, and man. I mean, I mean, if, if it comes down to it being in person, we will be there. If it comes down to being some sort of live stream thing, we will also be at that. Right on, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks oh, a man. lot. Guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All right, well, this is Jesse here on behalf of the guys here at The Punk Tree. We want to give big thanks to um, Jeremiah and Joe from Slick Shoes for their time. And uh, thanks to the listeners. We hope you're continuing to enjoy these episodes we're putting out. We appreciate that you uh, take your time to listen. Before I let you go, I just want to let you know we played a bunch of music during this particular episode. A lot of it was Slick Shoes. If you like what you heard, make sure you get out there and check out uh, their newest record that just came out, Rotation and Frequency, added on Spotify. Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, definitely check it out. Or like, do like we do and uh, hop on, buy a bundle package, get that shipped out to you, and uh, enjoy it that way. These uh, these guys really are awesome guys, and they're a really awesome band. You would definitely love this record, so we encourage you to go check it out. I'm going to leave you with uh, my favorite song off of the Rotation and Frequency uh, album, which is called Carry This, so I'll just let it play out, and that's it. Take care. Be well. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 